The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hi guys, this is Lo, and I'm so excited for this week's episode of I Love Wellness because we have the queen of dating and the queen of the internet, queen of confidence on the show, Serena Kerrigan from Let's Fucking Day. Hello. Wait, I'm sorry, like that intro was incredible. Thank you. I have the the crown is firmly on my head right now. I know. I love it. You have had like the craziest year plus. Ever, ever. I like sobbed already like twice today. It's like a lot of up and down mood swings, but I feel actually very happy. I feel like you have a great energy to you and I'm happy that I'm talking to you. That's nice. Well, also I was on Serena, was I on your podcast like last year? Were you on the- We did a live together, an Instagram live. Oh yeah, we did an Instagram live. And it's so interesting. And maybe you can confirm or deny this for me, but like in the past year, since we've been in quarantine, I've made more like internet friends than real life friends. Because I like truly, I'm just like, oh yeah, Serena's my girl, but I've never even met you in person. (laughs) Well, I literally like feel the exact same way. Like it is- when I'm thinking about all the people I've met through my show who came on my after show who like, like I feel like I know, every, I have people that I employ that I haven't even met in person yet. My COO, I've never met her in person. And I just think it doesn't matter. Like, I think that is something that has been a great, you know, plus of this whole experience is like, you realize that like human connection, like you can have it through a screen, you know, obviously ideally you get fucked like in IRL, but like a friendship, you know, could be for a screen. Yeah, it's just interesting. You know, New York can be, um, and I'm in Miami for the time being, like living down here, but, you know, I feel like more connected to a broader community through the internet in the past year than I've like had even in New York City in like real life in the last like couple of years. It's just very interesting. I like, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I agree. And I even think when I see people, like whether I met them on the internet or not, but just in general, like the times that I have been with people that are new, mm-hmm. there is this like more openness, this welcomeness, like this just like, like people are just nicer and like more open to like, because we also all have a shared experience, right? Oh, like we've all been through this together. And so you always have something to talk about with someone, like oh, always. A, th- a thousand percent. Yeah. Everyone's walls have come down. The vulnerability is front and center because it's just so overwhelming that you have to talk about it to people. But I will say, I think New Yorkers are better at doing that than other people because New York is so hard to, like the moment you move to New York City, even though everyone says New Yorkers are so tough and like so rough around the edges, there is a really interesting like humanness, new like vulnerability to New Yorkers because it's so hard to live in the city. And so you have to learn really quickly how to like, create your family here and survive otherwise you cannot make it in your 300 square foot apartment (laughs) it is so true and it's so funny that you mentioned that about the apartment because i'm literally like covered my entire apartment is just covered in like everything clothes like you know love wellness pill you know i have the i use the bloating pills every single day like literally i do every should i use it every day is that bad yeah oh for sure i take them every day i I love that sparkle fiber every day And like, I'm not even just saying that to plug you. Like I literally take it every single day and it's great. So kind. I mean, I take a lot (laughs) of wellness products every day, but truly sparkle fiber is one of my favorites. We brought that one out in 2020, I guess February last year. And 
it has been the best product we've had that has helped me with my digestion and weight management and bloating because okay. I'm somebody that's really sensitive to food and oh my god improving your digestion and pooping like twice or three times a day it's oh my god changer. it's a game changer so major so good in your body you're like wow I look good all the okay time. I'm gonna start taking that now like religiously okay. but yeah no but going back to just like there's just no space it's freezing outside and it's so true it's like there's just this kind of like this community of like, we're, we, we're doing this, like, you know, and, and I also just like nothing compares to New York. I was born and raised here. I know. So I'm so biased, but like the energy of the city, like, you know, I've been here basically the entire time um, of the pandemic. I quarantined here, whatever. Like there's just something about it. Like I feel the energy even inside of my apartment. Like you just yeah. like, I just love it. We miss you. You'll come back. Right. Oh, I'll be back soon. Good. Don't worry. Um, so you've had a crazy year. You started, I mean, I'm sure that everyone listening to this podcast knows who you are <laughs> and has like tuned into your show. And also your TikTok is so on fire right now. It's incredible. But tell me about the decision to like quit your job and start Let's Fucking Date because ju- like jumping off a cliff like that is terrifying for most people, but you did it. And I mean, most entrepreneurs, they have to do that at some point. So I'm curious, like where you found the courage to do that. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, like I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. I never thought like I would have a product that I'm sold, like would sell like my card game. Like I just didn't, you know, I've always just, but I, you know, I, I yeah, no, I just wait. There's a lot more coming. (laughs) Who would have thought I was going to make a fucking card game? Like literally no, like I just, it's, but I always have been super driven, always knew that I was like born to be a star. Like I just knew. And I was really ambitious and I worked at refinery. It was like, you know, it was pre TikTok. It was pre like everyone's making their own content all the time. Like when I graduated from Duke, like I graduated with 15 kids in my like media studies major, like being a content creator wasn't a thing. And like, I was the, all my friends became doctors, lawyers in finance. Like I was like the odd one out, but I was like, I don't care. I grew up with parents in the industry. Like I always wanted to do it. I'd made movies since I was a little girl. And so refinery was great because it was like, I could make things as an intern when like, usually you have to like work up the corporate ladder. The thing that would happen was it was just like, you know, there's a lot of mismanagement and I will say that openly, it's all over Google. And I think that, you know, there wasn't a ladder for me to climb. Like it just was non-existent. And it was so frustrating because I was like, I will do the work. Like, I'm not saying like, I wanna be in front of the camera. Like you can do the setup and you can produce. I'm like, I will produce, I will set up. I will wake up at seven in the morning. I will fucking like, I- I'll do it all. I would do it all. It's just things wouldn't get green lit. There was so much like, you know, having to shoot through the, the hoops. It was too much. And I was like, what happened was like, I started to get insecure because I was like, why can't they see my potential? Why don't they value me? And that was, that's, and then at that point I was like, you know what? The only person who's going to make all my dreams come true is me. Like, I'm just that person. And yeah. it was so scary. Like, it was like a lot of back and forth. It was like, how am I going to make money? Like, what am I going to do? And um, my mom was a doctor in Argentina before she immigrated to the United States and then became a, a television executive. And she was just like, you know, I like, obviously she was like, always follow what you love. Right. But she said to me, she was like, you know, I stayed at my network because we had you and, you know, we had to have healthcare and your dad was an independent filmmaker. So he was the one that was kind of like, you know, we needed a staple salary. And you know, you're at the point in your life where like, go explore. Like you don't have a kid, like you, 
like go, like you're amazing at social media. Like you're a great producer, like worst things first, you get another job. And I think that that framing of what's the worst thing that can happen was really freeing because it's not the worst. Like I'm not going to be out on the streets, right? Like no one, like, I think there's ways to be really like nimble and like smart about it. And I just was, I was just like, was a go-getter. And also when you go on your own and you build something like you did, like all you want to do is prove to yourself that you can fucking do it. So you'll do the work. For sure. To you and to all those other people that wouldn't fucking green light you. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, the woman that I, (laughs) she won't listen to this, but the woman that like I was my quote unquote boss, like barely managed me. was like truly like just like was in her own world. Fine. Like all respect, but like she DM'd me after she saw my TikTok about leaving or and being like, I'm so proud of you. Like so many people have said like, wow, like you really did that. And I was like, really, I feel like success is just like hard work, believing in yourself and just having urgency, like fucking, let's fucking go. Like yeah. time's a picking. You know, I had a similar experience, I guess a couple of years ago when I was like pre-love wellness, when I was just creating content And, you know, I had very similar experiences because I was coming off of the hills and was, you know, sort of poking around entertainment being like, okay, do I have a career in media doing my own show or like whatever. And I could never get anything off the ground through the networks or through people that made decisions uh, about me. Right. And it wasn't until I turned to YouTube back in God, what was it like 2004? 2013 and just started doing stuff on my own through this democratized process of uh uh production like I can do it all myself that my life changed so I had that same aha moment I was like I just have to do this myself literally and that's yeah people don't even have record labels anymore people are literally like no one has anything. Like you don't even need, I don't even have an agent. Cause I was like, I don't want anyone to take a cut of my money. Like I can do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, I mean, eventually it's going to have to happen, but I just think it's amazing how people are so autonomous over their career. Like, I think that that's a hundred percent. I mean, just, and I mean, I hate the internet, but also the internet is amazing. The ability to connect to other humans, to educate yourself, the access to information is just so it's just such the game changer for so many, um, you know, entrepreneurs who uh, want to make something of themselves, no matter whatever the category is, whether you like make jewelry or you have your own Instagram show and a TV show or whatever, you know, like all of the tools are at your disposal now to make it happen. And you can do it for not a lot of money. And so like, it's just- 100%. I'm just yeah. so proud of you and think it's so freaking cool. It's so sweet. No, and I, it's so true. And it's also just like other female entrepreneurs were so integral to my growth too. Like even like you talk, I remember you talked about me on a, your podcast like a long time ago and you showed me support when we did that live and and so many other women too. And like, it's like really like I found, you know, like classic patriarchy wants to find pit women against each other, but I haven't found that. I haven't had that experience. Like, I feel like I've asked friends like, hey, who's your accountant? Or like, what is like a 1099? Like, like shit like that where I'm like what like and so many people are so helpful truly which I think is amazing well I think it's about vulnerability right and I think what's really interesting about your platform Serena in and of itself is that like you're the queen of confidence but what you're doing in and of itself is very vulnerable Mm -hmm. and so that vulnerability uh, I mean that's how you make friends with people right you reveal things about yourselves that's just human nature and so like that is a big part of your brand. And I think that it, um, 
really like enables you in a really powerful way to connect to other humans and to be able to grow what you're doing so quickly. Um, did you ever like meet any of the guys that you like quote unquote dated on not quote unquote. Cause I know that you like actually liked some of them, but did you ever meet any of these guys in real life? Like afterwards, like when like dying, was open again, like over the summer yeah. or like, yeah, I did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a boyfriend right now? Maybe. No, I don't. Oh my God. Cute. Wait, can we just talk about, are we allowed to talk about what you just yeah we are and I feel like we should because you're literally like it's so funny you're like yeah like Serena's my girl I'm like <laughs> like dude like I grew up watching you so like it's just so funny and I know everyone tells you that but like and then me going on if do you want to do you want to tee it up it's just very like full circle this moment right here okay well what season is it gonna be so I can tee it up Four. okay well and when does it come out I don't know. I think like in the summer, spring. Okay. Summer. Well, guess what? Guess who's going to be on season four of Siesta Key? It's Serena Kerrigan. <laughs> Which is so funny because like growing up, like watching the Hills and Lagoon, I was like, oh, I just like want to be on a show like this. And I'm like, oh my God, I literally, I fulfilled that. I manifested the shit out of that. Did you bring the drama? How do you know those people? You know, actually through Refinery, like I met Juliet, who's obviously the star of the show and Kelsey. Uh -huh. And, you know, I stayed in really close to Juliet. Like she's smart and, and nice and awesome. And we always stayed in touch. And then I'm developing a project with a production company and they're, they also produced Yesta Key and like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I've always wanted to go on. And they're like, well, you're friends with Juliet, right? Like we could, it could work. And it did. It actually worked perfectly because she's, building a bathing suit brand and we know who just built a brand herself so I I came in the, the I can't reveal obviously a lot about story but you know I obviously came to help her with her brand but I was also like filming for a very long time so like shit went down did you kiss any guys or girls <laughs> well I like, can't reveal it I can't, can't reveal, reveal it. it okay fine but it was such an amazing experience like you know especially because like production has obviously been halted because of this pandemic. So it was so awesome to be like, you know, we shot in an Island because it was really COVID safe because it's yeah. a headache. And it was just great to be like with like seasoned producers, directors, DPs, like just like, you know, and really seeing like the ins and outs of how docu-series work. Like I've, you know, I've grown up watching them. So it was really fascinating, but I had an amazing experience. I was born to do it. Um, like it, I literally was like, should I do like a New York city version of like, is the city should it come back with SFK? But I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Maybe I would watch it. <laughs> but like, you know, but that being said, like, I'm happy that I have built like my life and like, you know, and I came on like to talk about that on the show. Like it was a really right place, right time situation. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes a ton of sense. So let's go back to the dating series. So are you doing another season of that? Like what's the go forward plan for Let's Fucking Date? I know you have all these like products now and the game and all these sponsors, yeah. which is crazy. And you did it all yourself. I know. And a team that I hired, but not yeah. Team, but like, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not like a piece of talent that some network has just said, okay, we're gonna build something around. Like you've done it on your own, which is really cool. Yeah, no. So, okay. So season three, we're actually announcing ASAP. So I can reveal it here. Exclusive. Cool. Um, season three is called fantasy fucking date. So basically 
and it's a new format. So basically what happened was like season one was like, okay, I'm bored. I'm single. I'm alone in my apartment in quarantine. I need a date. Let's do it on live. And then we like proved that the format worked. Yeah. Season two was everyone's like, are you going to sell it? What are you going to do with it? And I was like, no, like I want full creative control. Like the only way the show works really is on a live platform. So it would be like Facebook or Instagram. Okay. We're keeping it on Instagram. Sure. And then I was like, but we need to prove that it could be a real show, you know, graphics package, theme song, like really elevated. So mm-hmm. after season two, I was like, check. And I was like, I'm not doing another season. Like I can't do a show again if we're, there's no challenge to it. Cause then it's like, it's, I just become complacent and people, it gets stale and you always have to kind of jump off and do something new. And so I was like, the only way I'll do the show is if we really rethink of the format. And so we did, and it's crazy, but it's like very much in line with like the Super Bowl, like who won? I don't give a shit. And I'm just kidding. I know the Bucks won. And, yeah. <laughs> and March Madness, and it's called Fancy Fucking Date. Basically, there's going to be a lineup of 10 guys. Five guys, one episode, five guys, another episode. And the audience votes, like they vote for the guy. And like, then oh. there's, like, they two go head to head and they vote on who should get another date with me. So, you know, I thought that it was, you know, really playing into the community because they are the show and like giving them full up, like they decide who I'm dating, which is like, I think it's so, it's going to be really fun. And there's going to be a winner this season because every other season I'm just like, mm. yeah, that's cool. I like that there's like a, um, a, an end result now, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because yeah, I'm kind yeah. of like, okay, like what's happening with these dates? Like, so I like I that. Like, you I'm not gonna settle, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you should settle, but I think like from a entertainment perspective, like you want to know what happens next. I know, I and know. You have like fans. I and know. Whenever I watch your lives, the comments are so crazy. They're crazy. They're the most entertaining part of the show. Like that—that's the one thing that bothers me the most about my show is that I'm not in the comment section because it's so fun in there. Like, it's just, it's like pure comedy and I never well, get to know. And so I just, people have made friends in your comment section I see and they like watch the shows together oh. now. They like comment to each other and stuff and like they don't even know each other in real life, but they're like, Holy. it's so funny. My mom's in that comment section. Like, I'm just like, I can't, like, I can't, it's so funny. And like, you know, I think that it's, I'm excited. Like, I think like, I was like, the only way I'll do this is if it's like, and it's really going to be themed and it's, it's fun. And we're gonna have a halftime show. Like it's gonna be fucking legit. So between running Love Wellness, chatting with my family and friends, preparing for my podcast interviews and everything else, I spend a lot of my day writing messages and documents. And lately I've been noticing that things are starting to really blend together and sound the same. When I discovered Grammarly Premium, I was shocked with how much it changed how I write. It gives you real-time insights and guidance on tone, word choice, clarity, and much more so you can communicate clearly and confidently. With so much going on as Love Wellness expands, using Grammarly Premium has really helped me make all communication clear, concise, and crisp by cutting out unnecessary and redundant words. It's made communicating with my friends and colleagues so much easier and clearer and especially in this remote working area Grammarly Premium has made it a lot easier to effectively communicate with my staff. I'm so excited that I Love Wellness listeners also get the chance to elevate their writing too. Grammarly is giving our listeners 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at grammarly.com slash ILW. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash ILW. I hope you find it as helpful as I do. Now back to I Love Wellness. 
So I have to ask, now that you are like a known person. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I'm sure when you go out and ask, some people like recognize you. Is that yeah. weird for you? Like, how has your mental health been since like the pandemic started, which obviously everybody's been affected, right? But since you have had this very atypical experience during the pandemic of like a lot of success, like how's your like mental health? It's so interesting you say that because I was like, you know, I walked in and I had 20 something, not that it's about follower count, but just 20 something thousand followers. Like, you know, like I had like an, and then it really like it blew up and I, you know, obviously you're right. Like when I go in the street, I get recognized. That has been my dream. Like I remember I used to go after school to TRL, like when it wasn't filming and stand in the windows and I would just wave at people and people would wave at me thinking I was like famous. And I was literally like 11 years old. Like, and I just like, like, I just was, I've always been like, I like that recognition. Cause I think that, you know, if we were to really psychoanalyze, like I'm always craving that connection. I'm an only child, like of divorced parents. Like I've always I spent a lot of time alone. So I love when people know me and recognize me. I love that shit. That being said, and so it's been amazing and it's so fun. That being said, the internet is just a very, it's, I've, I'm more, I feel like I've used to really been like, I don't give a shit like what people think about me. Like I have people in my life that are going to tell me, Hey, don't do this or take this down. Or like, maybe you should think about how you're going to write like people that are guiding me. And so I bring anyone else's noise, but I have to say with the past couple months, it's been like pretty intense, you know, especially when it comes to COVID and traveling, traveling for the show that I was on, like having to explain and like, do I have to explain? Like, it's been like, really people are angry, totally understandably. You know, I just think that sometimes the anger can be very misdirected, you know, like I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm willing to take accountability for times I messed up, but it's, it's, it's harsh. It's like, you're damned if you do damned if you don't like, you know, it's, 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 it's been pretty stressful because I'm usually someone who like shares everything. And like, even coming back from shooting a TV show, I filled out the form of like my quarantine, you know, like, or like what, and because I was in a country with no COVID, I don't have to it's literally New York state goes, you don't have to quarantine. Right. So I was like, okay, I actually still have been cause I'm just working and it's so cold outside. So where am I going to go? But I was, I had this moment where I'm like, okay, like, do I post this or like, does that open it up for people to like comment? I'm like, but then if I leave my apartment, do I post that I left without posting that like New York state said it was okay. That's how I have to think now. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know if you have any advice. You know, I, I'm someone who tells everyone like, doesn't matter, like don't care. But like at the end of the day, if someone's like, you're a horrible person. Like it, it's not like the nicest thing to read. Like, it's just like, it sucks. Yeah, for sure. I know. Um, like, you know, I, I was on TV so long ago yeah. and I came up in the age of like Perez Hilton and all the blogs yeah. that oh. first started. So I feel like I've already, I've been living that nightmare for like 10 to 15 years already. Um, so I've gotten, I think more adept at it and I'm just like pretty cautious or I try to be, I don't know, you know, it's like, it, you know, I think that people are just on their phones. We're all on our phones way too much. And, and, you know, people are angry and that's so fair. It's just like, I don't like the feeling of like, you know, walking on eggshells, but whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, like I, if, you know, if you have to ask if something's okay to post, just don't post it. That's really how I go about it. I'm like, if I'm like, eh, then I'm just like, just don't do it. You don't need to see it. You know, in a lot of ways, you know, the internet has been, well, you know, like there's all these like Dumois and like all of these accounts oh. where like the internet <laughs> has turned into like the sleuths. 
you know, there's like these like independent sleuths on the internet. And I, I will say that like, it's scary, but I think if generally you're a good person, you don't really have much to worry about. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like the internet is exposing people who, you know, like do weird, bad stuff. You know what I mean? If you're pretty much normal. I think you're okay. And normal people fuck up sometimes. And like, it's not the you end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like normal people do take accountability and that kind of stuff. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm not a piece of shit. So like, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And that's really how I, and I have people in my life that have like st are steering me. Right. And I trust them. Um, it just can be kind of like, I'm very surveilled and it's just weird because I went from like not being surveilled to being fully isolated to now feeling like I have eyes all over me. And that is just kind of like, it's exactly what you said. It's like, it's an atypical experience. Usually people, when they're coming up, like they're already out, they're already about like, it's happening. It's exciting. Yeah. It's just the way in which it happened where I was very isolated and now I'm not kind of, um, it's, it's just something to, to, to get used to and that, you know, yeah, the internet's vicious people, but you know, half the people, literally the majority of the people like would never, if they saw me on the street, they would never say the things that they write on the internet, like on the internet. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I would never DM a celebrity or micro celebrity being like, you're a piece of shit. Like I would just never do that because also go read a book, please. Like go listen to a podcast, like listen to this one, like go do something with your time. That's actually like worth, you know? your energy. I am pretty invested in Armageddon though. Like, okay. Yes. Me too. What do we think? I mean, I'm waiting for that New York times article to drop. It's supposed to drop this week. See, and I don't I'm know. Not, like, I'm curious about your, I'm oh, curious okay. about, and we don't have to go fully into this, but I'm curious about your, your, you know, your opinion of this because like he is already canceled, right? Like dropped by WME, like he's done. Right. But like technically like, we don't know. Do we know? I don't know. What's the truth? Like fully, like, is it confirmed? Like, is there due process? Right? Like, what is your opinion of someone just being like slaughtered? Sorry, terrible, terrible word usage. Yeah. Well, I think like the real question is at this point is like, does he just have sexual kinks? And if so, like fine, whatever, like leave him be. Or is he like murdering people and burying their bodies? Wait, that part of the story really took a turn. I know. That's what that's I mean. It. That's what I want. That's what everyone wants to know. <laughs> because if he has sexual kinks, like, yeah, that's really weird. But, like, that's not illegal. You know what I mean? That's not but, illegal. But he should get help. But, like, okay. The, now he's a construction worker. I'm like, oh, my Lord. I can't wait. I can't wait to read this. Anyway, Armageddon crazy all right well we're running out of time i have two questions no. for you oh, I, I know you can call me later if you want <laughs> but okay the uh questions i ask everybody the first question is what is your secret ritual this is something you do that makes you feel happy or helps you unwind honestly i've been masturbating since i was like three years old like when i say i used to hunt everything Lauren like everything like like my my preschool teachers like called my parents and were like you need to like talk to Serena like she's hum she humps like all the tables and stuff and they're my parents were just like listen love this if you're in touch with your body like classic only child shit like you're perfect but like do it in your room and honestly like it's just I've just like it really is the best relaxer of all relaxers like it just really makes me feel very in touch with myself. There is some like, you know, euphoric moment that happens and you are like, it's proven that you do relax. So that is my ritual, not so secret, but there you go. Okay. 
Okay. And then what's one thing you do now that you wish you had learned earlier? Have you ever gotten that answer before? I think once before. Yeah. I think okay. once. And sorry, the second question? What is one thing you do now that you wish you had learned earlier? Great question. Um, I think off the top of my head, something that just came to me was the importance of like exercising every single day, um, but in not to lose weight. And I think that that was just what was marketed to women, you know, when I was in high school, college, whatever. Yeah. But I just think like, I love Pilates and like I do it and it doesn't have to be an hour and it doesn't have to be like crazy cardio. It's just like, but I've noticed just like my mental health, like having that me time. And then after you feel incredible, like, like you just had an orgasm. So those two things, get on them. All right. <laughs> I love this. Well, thank you so much to my guest, Serena Kerrigan. She has her amazing live dating show, Let's Fucking Date, but the new version coming out, Fantasy, say it one again. Fantasy Fucking Date, February 24th. She's going to be on Siesta Key. I'm very excited to watch. And this is I Love Wellness. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you.